0: You're listening to the Empath Insights Podcast, and in today's episode, I'm going to teach you how to release negative energy. Stay tuned. I'm Rachel Hudson, and I help empaths just like you learn to thrive, learn to stop absorbing other people's stress and embrace your natural gifts. I also teach you how to manage your sensitivities in this sometimes insensitive world we live in. Hey empaths, I'm so happy to be back with you this week and I am gonna talk about and teach you how to release negative energy. And I usually have a story (laughs) that relates to my own life. And just to let you know, I appreciate everyone who has emailed me or sent me a message and have been bold enough to ask me the questions and this is the one of the most common ones i think i get and of course everyone has a different story attached to it but the the theme is the same once again i do have my dogs in the background they have set up um, they're not fighting at the moment or play fighting Um, but if you hear some snoring some (laughs) some wrestling that's jingo and yogi okay Back to my story. Now, some of you do know that I used to work on a cruise ship in the late 90s. And when I worked on the ship, as you can imagine, we were in pretty close quarters. Now, you might be thinking, with the crew? Absolutely. Yes, with the crew members, we were, there were a lot of us, and we saw each other all day long. So, our shifts were about 12 hours. And so, we were working with each other. We went out together. We ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. But as you can probably imagine, there was a lot of shared energy. Not to mention, we had about a thousand different passengers come on board every single Saturday. So there's a new now looking back, there was a new influx of energy and that I felt like this was really interesting. Now, because I worked a lot of different departments, which was kind of fun for me. And if you as you can imagine, these passengers came with all of their own not just physical baggage, but emotions. Um, They came with their own stories. They came with their own grievances, life experiences, their own problems, expectations. I mean, some of these people had literally saved their entire life to be able to afford to come on to the ship and cruise the Hawaiian Islands. And so it was really interesting. And (laughs) I have this book, it's called Wherever You Go, There You Are. Now I want you to think about that. People came on board with all of their stuff, good and bad. And I met the most amazing people, the most amazing passengers, the most amazing crew members. But there are also some people that they're probably not the most positive people. Um, the pattern that I did notice was that when they first boarded the ship, they were really stressed out in general. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, Hawaii is not close to anything, right? So it's everyone has to fly there. Some of these people that had been their first time flying, um, or maybe they were traveling with an elderly relative, and that carries its own stress, or maybe they were during the holidays... They were traveling with their whole families very frequently over the holidays. Maybe it was like grandma and grandpa paid for the whole extended family to go on this cruise. (laughs) So I just want you to imagine sometimes these are like 25 and 35 different people in a group. Okay. So I'm just kind of painting you the picture now. This was in the late 90s, and at that point, I was aware that I was really sensitive, but I just thought there was something wrong with me. I'm like, I just cry easily. I just get exhausted around certain people. I guess that's just the way it is. Um, And I didn't know I was an empath. I did know I was very extremely sensitive, and other people also... (laughs) pointed out that I was too sensitive. I feel like that was the point in time where people really, um, how do I want to say this? They didn't like it. (laughs) I mean, I don't think I liked it either. But it was a challenging work environment, to say the least. And at some point, working on the ship listen we worked 12 weeks straight and we had six weeks off but then we worked 12 weeks straight and as you can imagine toward the end of that 12 weeks we're getting whoever the, you know if you were on your 10th 11th and 12th week you were getting a little bit short-tempered a little bit burned out and there was always a handful of people that they were ending their rotation to work and at some point during my the end of my 12 weeks. Of course, we we could just see it. Like, oh, she's on week 10, don't talk to her. I started resenting my fellow coworkers, my fellow crew members, and sometimes even my passengers, not often, but just it was a long stretch, I'll just be honest. And at this particular in this particular job I was working and I did work a lot of different jobs on the ship. And I worked in the dining room. I was a waiter in the dining room, very fast paced, very demanding. It was breakfast, lunch, and dinner with a couple of extra shifts thrown in in between occasionally. And I was having, at this point, I was having trouble with one of my bosses. He was a head waiter. He was someone who was in charge. And he did not like me <laughs> I'm laughing because now we're friends, but he hated me. I'm just going to say it. He hated me. And I, at the time, I'm like, w- what did I do? And he wanted to tell everyone about it. And then other people started to like kind of like get a bad vibe from me or something. I don't know, but it was just, it was horrible. Okay. Which didn't make it any better if you were working these long stretches. And I'm sure that those of you listening, you can kind of relate to like, man, I'm in this working environment. And this person is just mean. I don't know what I did. But this person just hates me. And I actually put in to move to a different department. As a cabin steward, I was willing to clean cabins, clean toilets in order to keep my job on the ship and to get away from this person. So I thought, okay, but remember the wherever you go, there you are. Yeah, that kind of comes into play. But the good thing was in my head at the time, I was not going to be around this person for 12 hours a day, he was not going to be my immediate boss. And yeah, there was a lot that went on with that. So I moved departments. I was a cabin steward and I had, I think, like 10, let's just say 10 cabins that I was in charge of. It was a section. And I worked with this lady who had an office in my area, in my section. And she was like a guest relations manager or something. So she had an office kind of in the area where my. Um, cabins were that I was cleaning. And she and I started to become friends. We'd seen each other on the ships, but we, you know, it was a big place and we didn't really um our paths didn't really cross when I was in the dining room, but now that I was kind of in her area, she was coming and going all the time and she would say hello and, you know, occasionally I would clean her office for some extra money and she we got to know each other. She was really into energy work. I want to say that she was into Reiki. But again, this was the late 90s and I I didn't know anything back then. <laughs> and I didn't understand what energy work was, but she she didn't overwhelm me with her information, but she would always have like little tiny suggestions that would end up serving me for until today, at least. Okay. Now she was born and raised in Hawaii. And she had no problem at all talking about energy, positive versus negative energy and how it could impact us. I mean, she never lectured me, but it was always like just an interesting conversation. And I, I guess at some point, she had noticed that I was having a hard time like I never said anything but she was really good at picking up what people were feeling um and she had asked me what was going on and honestly I don't remember what it was it was probably just I was tired or there was an issue with another crew member I, I don't know but I was really stressed out by a few things that was probably going on at the time or how people treated other people, I just felt really exhausted. And I think I looking back, I think I was just picking up the energy as many people, you know, that would come onto the ship. It stands to reason, that's probably what was going on. She probably realized that, but I was probably not in a place where I could understand that. And so she gave me a very quick very simple solution to stop (laughs) to stop myself from absorbing negative energy now she said anytime anyone says something that you negative to you or you feel like you're taking something on or you kind of feel attacked um, or I think there was a situation where I was accused of something that it was someone else had done. I, I don't remember, but it had something to do with, that's the vibe that it felt like, no, that wasn't me that I don't know where this came from. Okay. So, and it bothered me. And she said, like, anytime someone says anything negative to you, or you're going through something like this, you can say the words, <laughs> this sounds so silly. You can say the words, cancel, cancel and I was like, what? Like, are you kidding me? She's like, you can say it to yourself. You can say it under your breath as you're walking away. And I was at the point that I was like, ready to try anything. The funny thing is that I still ran into my old head waiter or boss, that old boss at the time, and we would occasionally cross paths. And I would completely freeze and panic. And it's like at this point, he didn't have to say anything to me. I was just automatically um, in a panic mode. I don't know. Um, And I tried it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is starting to work. And she did remind me she said, Look, you can't just say it like once and tell me it doesn't work. She's like, just kind of incorporate this throughout your day. And I will tell you that I mean, I'm kind of laughing on the inside now, but I think this that cancel cancel has kind of set me up to explore other different energy practices that can help release negative emotion. Now, I tried it with a lot of different instances. I tried it when I watched people um, argue or bicker. There was a lot of a lot of that in uh, amongst crew members from time to time. Or someone maybe would have a negative comment, maybe it was a passenger that was really just really stressed out. Um, or when I would have a negative thought towards someone or about someone else, or I felt like I didn't approve of how they were treating someone else. And look, there was really nothing I could do, I would use this. And it was easy. And it was very quick. It was a quick way for me to, I had something at my fingertips to release it. Otherwise, I somehow before I didn't know I was an empath, but I somehow knew that I was carrying all this crap with me. And I was able to release it. Now, I'm going to fast forward to now. <laughs> and to about 10 years ago, as well, when I started researching all the things, all the things empaths experience and what we could do to work on it. And I've talked about this before, but I found Judith Orloff's books. Um, She's a psychiatrist. And she's also an empath. So it really kind of like, okay, she has some street cred. And she's got some of these practices that I'm a bit familiar with. And it's very energy based. And so I really connected with her teachings. And so in this recent book that I have, it's called thriving, thriving as an empath. And it's, um, it's like every day is a different date with a different little lesson and a message and a sometimes there's a little meditation. Well, I was working through this week and we're in the uh, month of May and on May the 20th in thriving as an empath, she has a, a page called Return to Sender. And I'm like, well, isn't that an Elvis song? <laughs> and so I was like, okay, and it's a very quick. What I love about this book is it's very, a very quick, you can have some quick wins if you do the work and I want to share this strategy with you, and you can use it with the cancel-cancel strategy as well. So wherever you are, even if you're driving, you can notice. Take the pause, and this is from my yoga teachings. I like to say, and my meditation teacher teaches this as well, Yogasta Kuru Karmani, establish yourself in the present moment before taking the next action. So this helps us pause. So number one is notice and take the pause. Number two is I want you to take a breath. Again, that's helping you pause. You can take an inhale for four, hold for a moment or two, and then exhale very long, maybe four to six to eight counts. And the third thing is to say, just a little mantra, your release mantra return to sender or cancel, cancel. Now, Judith Orloff says, you want to say return to sender three times. And I don't think there's anything magic about that. I just think it reminds us over and over to do it. And then after you say your mantra, you can take another breath in. And the last thing I want you to do is Feel that, whatever it is, leave your body. And that's it. So I'll go over that one more time. So you want to notice, you want to take the pause, which establishes you in the present moment. Take a breath. Say your mantra, cancel, cancel, or return to sender. Breathe it in again. And then as you exhale, I want you to visualize letting it go. Now, I tried this with one of my clients. Yes, I'm working with one-on-one clients at the moment. It's so beautiful. And we work just with some simple strategies. I tried this with one of my clients who she's like, logically, I know I can't do anything about this. Logically, I know that I can't hold on to it. But emotionally, it feels stuck. And I'm like, okay, here we go. I took her through this exercise. And as she visualized this thought or this emotion, leave her body. She said, you know, it felt like it was a cloud of black smoke just leaving my my chest and my throat area and it left her body she felt really good and I said look there is a chance that that thought is going to come back because that's how thoughts work if we have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day those thoughts might want to creep back in and your brain's going to be like oh yeah here it is again and then you're going to convince yourself that these things don't work but I'm going to tell you tell you I'm going to offer that you've had a lot of practice with these repetitive thoughts. And these crappy thoughts are going to want to come back into your mind or into your brain. But make a deal with yourself. You're like, okay, fine. This thought's going to come into my mind, but it's also now married to a thought that gets to release whether it's cancel, cancel, or return to sender. If someone's given you something that you're like, I don't want that, send it back to them. So yes, you'll have these negative thoughts, but the new deal is now that this thought is also attached, it's married to something new that is going to serve you. And over time, that negative thought is going to get quieter and quieter And your positive thought, your release thought is going to get louder and louder. It is very simple. There's nothing magical about it. It is how the mind does work. And in my one-on-one coaching sessions, I teach you how to get specific with your problem take it to me, we work on it together. There's usually we start with a lot of like, I don't knows and you know, trying to skip feelings. But nine times out of 10 towards the end of the conversation, there is laughter, there is lightness. And I am noticing just a beautiful energy shift on my client's face and their whole energy level. So let's work on that stuck energy and Move it out of your body for good. If you're ready to start thriving as an empath, I'd love to invite you to work with me one on one. Go to my website, RachelKHudson.com, and click the tab that says Work with Me, and we can schedule a free consultation. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Be kind to yourself, say nice things to yourself and be kind to others.